you using the, the snowball? Uh, the, the, no, you got the Yeti, right? Yeah, I have the Yeti. Dusty, covered in dog hair. <laughs> Last time I used it was for playing Modern Warfare 2. Everybody's like, why does your mic sound so good? It's like, it's the only one I have. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pro, motherfucker. I know, right? That's what happened. Uh, God, that's what people said to me forever ago when we were playing uh, Rogue Company. Because my skill, not only did my voice, the sultry sounds of my voice rival one doctor, but my skills on the playing field right. rivaled. I was making plays, okay? We Undeniably <laughs> the champion. We could have we could have put some hours into that game and really got on a, on a high level, but the game just had issues on the Switch. Yeah. It was crashing all the time, man. Yeah. It made I mean, me just not want to play it. I don't even think it's on it. I think they took I think they pulled it down now too. I don't think they even support it on Switch any longer. I don't know. Payday went the same way, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably. It's all like that, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure it's cost, right? It's all server space uh, processing, all those things. So it's what happens. We all we all make cuts to save money. And just like we did here in Flexibles, we cut Lucas. No, we have not. Welcome back. Episode 424. I am still Jason. I'm still here. Kevin is in. I think he's in Missouri right now. I'm sure you have a fun story to tell uh he kind of uh messaged me sunday night it's like i'm not gonna be able to do the show i'll fill you in later and he's on a cross-country journey of uh peyote and self-discovery and that, that's that's all you need to know i saw lucas in in digital uh face so i got to talk to him which was nice but uh neither of those are here joining me tonight i have a longtime friend of the show first time caller longtime listener mr tom servo on this episode with me hello tom hey jason yeah it was either with me or a chat gpt bot let's face it i've done enough solo shows uh i don't think anybody wants that anymore and sometimes it's tough you got to have that right energy and right i'm just not not always feeling that these days i'm i'm a man i'm 40 now so i'm old and uh i just don't have the energy you can't uh i can't uh i can't keep it up by myself if you know what i mean so. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's what uh, what's happening and we'll let the you know cat out of the bag a little early you might see and hear tom servo around these parts a little more frequently as we're uh we were looking to expand the power of flexibose and why not the original sarcastic robot himself uh i can't think of a better a better better face better voice right so uh gosh and we've i mean i don't think we've ever had, i don't think the opportunities ever came across on the show we've known each other now boy uh like splatoon probably, one splatoon one so we're talking we you i mean gotta be eight ish years you know i looked up when splatoon one came out the year and i immediately forgot because like oh that's a long time ago <laughs> i don't really want to think what's about your it. what's your guess i'm gonna say like 20 i feel like 2017 wait no not Sony. that's when my son was born uh so 20 i'm gonna it had to be 20, 2016 then 
Yeah, my, my guess was 2015, but I bet oh, you you're okay. I bet you're closer. Let's see. Splatoon release date. The original. I bet you're 20 March, uh, May 29th, 2015. Oh man. Boom. Yeah. So we uh, crossed paths via there was like a, a Reddit post, and um, there was a gosh, it was when like Discord was really. I think that was the reason I created a Discord account um, was for this server that was looking to recruit uh, more mature uh, Nintendo fans for for gaming. Oh uh, yeah, purposes. The oldies so channel. It was hell, hella fun. Yeah, yeah, it was back in the day. And then, um, you know, it's it's. I'm still there. I don't really, um, you know, pop in here and there like when a new Splatoon game comes out. But I'm just not into it like like that crowd. Like they they carry a passion for that game that i just can't uh i can't keep up with it but i don't know i feel like over the years unfortunately like yeah you can see as as the oldies became oldie parents and other responsibilities and you kind of splinter off but then like i feel like i think this is kind of the nature of like i i've personally feel with online um groups or communities like after a while like there's a splintering or just some clicks that form and then people kind of form subgroups and then those subgroups kind of splinter off and do their own thing and i don't know yeah well with a discord right the i think discord was kind of new whenever that was yeah. so you didn't have a lot of options you didn't have your whole sidebar filled with 16 different servers one for each right. game and stuff so i mean i had that was the only place i could go and i i did the same as you i created discord account just for that channel just to play splatoon with older people yeah like i think we both joined in august right around there 2015 i think and let's see let's uh discord release let's see when when the discord actually launched i'm sure it was in beta but wow yeah may may 13th 2015 so the same month wow so there you go little little history and we've always you know kind of been in touch ever since then and you've been You've been a long time presence in our in our community, in our server, in our in our lives, and in our hearts ever since. So, yeah, I uh, didn't understand podcasts and didn't listen to them obviously until until I, I, I listened to Flux Depose, and I think you know having my friend that I knew from gaming be in it, it was so it wasn't like a radio show where you don't know the people; they're just sure know, dicking around in some office somewhere. It was. That that's where I I started understanding the value of podcasting and, and listening to podcasts. I was going to say when you like you mentioned that you didn't understand podcasts until you listened to the show, and then I was going to make that that was the opportunity for me to say, and we still don't understand podcasts, you know. But well, your your podcast just like me is always changing, so that's that you know <laughs> that's why I'm not in the oldies server anymore, is because I I changed my vibe. I, they didn't pass my vibe check after a little while. I don't know if they got too intense or what, but but yeah. it was good that whenever we went off, I, I guess we were like what on friends on the friends list, and then I listened yeah, to the show were, and I was like, oh, they have a Discord. I'm gonna jump in that. Yeah, because you were in, uh, you had that other group that you were a part of there. What the hell was the the name uh, of it? Oh, um, uh, there was there was New Game Plus, which was that's the one. That's a small, the one I'm thinking of. A, a fracture of of oldies who uh, a, a bit misguided in their ideals of why they wanted to make a different server, but it was it had good intentions, but in yeah. practice, it didn't work out very well. Can you imagine <laughs> if we would have jumped ahead to now 
like maybe not now, but maybe like this whole like culture clash that we experience now through, you know, let's say 2018, 2019, like let's face it up until the elections of, of 2016 even, or, um, and then with, with 2020, but just like how much more divisive that would have been. Cause I, I remember a lot of it was like, you know, the, the basic theology or the meta of all these was like, not the the seriousness right was kind of kicked to the side of the focus was on games and not the not the emotional stuff or the political stuff but i remember that was kind of the you know uh, new game plus was a, a place more for I, don't, I know like mental health support was a thing and discussion of more serious issues that people could have struggled with but i just can't imagine now like i feel like the people would be throwing the woke and anti-woke and just all this i feel like it would uh um, I think a lot of sharper, harsher lines would have been drawn a lot quicker. Yeah. Well, to be honest, the, the new game plus was like a woke place. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. by today's standard, I mean, it was by a long time sure. ago we made it, but you, you would definitely call it that if we explained it to them. But back then it was a bit different. People weren't as uh, in line with their social media lives as with their personal yeah. lives. So yeah. now it's, now it's the same thing almost and you just can't can't get anywhere everybody's so divided and, and decisive I, I, about yeah stuff. i think it's divided uh and like people wear that more as like part of their identity i think too whereas in the past like you're you're and maybe that's with our age you know as you've gotten older and it becomes um something more in your life you pay attention to, but I just feel like, you know, political lines and uh, I feel like uh, politics, religion, gender, sexuality are all much more on the forefront of someone's identity and how they like, I I don't know. I I don't want to, I'm not trying to uh, negatively uh, wash or stance against anyone that that does that, but I feel like it's much more loud and upfront, right. Where people are going to like, you're going to know what someone stands for mm-hmm. like right away. Whereas before you kind of like hit that stuff in the back. Yeah. And I think it wasn't that... so prominently displayed. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I guess I'm kind of not making a great point there, but well, the, the reaction to that was for the people who don't, didn't want people to be who they were, had to get louder so that that just, that just made it all the worse, you know? So it's kind of a, give and take yeah. situation there I'm, yeah. I'm glad people are more outspoken and who the, you know with who they are yeah. and stuff like that but unfortunately sure. with that you get the people who are more mad than they were before right the right we, we just get people that are outspoken in the opposite ways with uh with either the, yeah and on, with all the good there's all the bad too right and it's always i think you always have that that good and take that dichotomy right well so. you gotta have some friction to make some progress for sure in a pain, yeah. growing pains, but yeah, that's what happened with that. Yeah, I mean, and, and just like you know, us, you could, you know, we here we are. I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to. Jason, we vibe, we vibe really well. <laughs> is it, is it, well, good. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we always have. Why? Question though, you brought it up. What made you decide? Because I still think. Besides uh, Zenith, I think you were the only other person in all of that group. 
I mean, Oldies at one point was pretty large. We had like a self-promotion channel and they didn't use it all that much, but we had a large group of people. I, I think you two are the only people from that community that ever listened to the show or ever engaged with with me from like a content, you know, uh, standpoint perspective. Yeah, I don't know that that server was flooded or anything with content creators. So it wasn't like there was a, a plethora no, I mean, of things to choose from and you're just like no, one of 50. People like know? Twitch stream, right? That was about it, I feel like. Were you doing Twitch streams back then? Not really. Not really. If I did, it was, um, you know, I... I if I, unfortunately, if I was streaming much, I, I played like awesome knots like most of the time when I was streaming way back when I wasn't, my PC wasn't really great for streaming. And I, I then I eventually did get like a, a switch capture card. You know, I got a capture card, but I wasn't, you know, for me, I was never regular. Or, and then we did the show. I'm sure we were doing the show live then, maybe. Hell, I can't remember. I don't uh, know the years bleed together. I know that you, you uh, definitely were a great Splatoon teammate. And that may have been <clears throat> part of how I learned that that we would definitely be friends because of our Splatoon play styles, I think. And uh, I mean, that carried all the way up to Rogue Company. We were we were in tandem in that game pretty well when we were yeah. winning. You know, I wasn't getting disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> if only I could, uh, if only I had this, like, I, I don't, well, if I had time, that's the big thing. That's the big problem now. I think I'd, I'd play a lot more like, you know, you've made your journey with your, with Call of Duty and those various offshoots. And it's just now it's like, you just, I don't, I can't, I don't, I don't do it. It's an effort thing. Honestly, if I really wanted to, I can make the time, but it's just, yeah. 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 Enough well, about I, me. I, don't I can't, I can't speak for Zenith, but I think that I, like I said, I don't think there was a whole lot of, hey, I'm a content creator. Come listen to, come watch my YouTube, pre-recorded YouTube videos or anything. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it was a lot of Twitch, but I, I don't like Twitch. I don't like ads. I don't like subscribing to people and all that. So it was probably just, hey, they have a podcast. I'm going to check it out. And I put in the time to see what you had there. And I was like, I like, I like this, whatever this is. <laughs> like it was, it was the first podcast that I listened to. I knew of podcasts, but I was like, that sounds like the radio. So, I mean, it kind of ties into what I was saying earlier, but it was, yeah. it was a pot. Your, your, the content was what I was looking for. So, sure. I'm, a, I'm a certain type of person who kind of just likes laid, laid back, chill vibes, nothing, you know way outside the lines where it's like crazy kooky, you know, playing sound effects typing, thing like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I related to the, to your content because it is awesome. IRL stuff. So sure. I don't know about Zenith. I think he just wanted a friend. <laughs> um, yeah. That, that, it's kind of funny how I don't remember. Uh, I, I think I like some of the first stuff I listened to like podcast wise was, you know, way back when, you know, having to download it through iTunes. And I, I, I'm pretty sure it was like some, I remember playing world of Warcraft and then listening to some world of Warcraft stuff. And I, I think it might've been the instance, um, which is a, I, I I don't know if Scott Johnson still runs that or not. Um, It was obviously a a world of Warcraft focused discussion news podcast, but I, I don't think it was until I found like, for for me, like the 
I don't know the the I've always enjoyed the the independent if we want to say the indie scene of podcasts a little more the 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 you know the homegrown movement versus um, you know the professional high production like especially now like every other celebrity under the sun has a podcast now so you know there's if you want if that's this I I, I mean I don't want to belittle anyone that that enjoys that and that's what I'm trying to do here but like for me personally I've always gotten more satisfaction of listening to smaller outlets or smaller voices being amplified through this easily accessible uh, medium right versus like I don't want I don't really care to hear what I love Conan O'Brien but I don't really want to listen to his podcast or a bunch of other stuff you know I don't don't know what it is but I, I I've liked I've liked connecting like a lot of my friend, like I, that's the way it's worked, right? A lot of my friends have podcasts, and there's a lot of people have podcasts, but it's been an interesting way to connect with people and learn more about people. And I don't know, I've, I've heard a lot of cool things and found out a lot of cool stuff through this hobby, interests, whatever this is now for me. Gaming is definitely a huge part of it because you get it's almost it's almost like a book club, you know. You get other mm-hmm. people's input mm-hmm. and what they like and what they don't like, and and there's no consequence for liking or disliking something. So it yeah. makes it a lot easier to not dismiss someone's opinion, but take their opinion and then be like, it doesn't matter because it's, sure. it's just a video game and I hope they're having fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, many times I've, you've, I've seen you make the comment is I wish I had a podcast so I could talk about these things. And now I'm giving you, I'm giving you that avenue. The greatest gift of all. <laughs> no, that was Diablo. That was Diablo three on Nintendo Switch. Come on, I know it oh, was. Oh yes, man. <laughs> I'm so. I wonder if they ever fixed the online for that because that I was such know. a blast. That was such a blast. I was upset that I put so much time into a character and then come to find out like the character played completely different if you had a mouse instead of the the controller. So there mm-hmm. was just things that I couldn't do, like some of the time trials. I was supposed mm, to be like sure. zip, zipping around in certain directions, but I couldn't do it without a mouse. So I just couldn't beat it. Can't do the snapping and stuff with it. Yeah. 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 They probably didn't. They probably didn't fix it. That'd be my, that'd be my hunch. But um, I'm, we'll have to, we got to, we'll get the details lined up, but we've, we've had many, well, not many, but a couple discussions about a great, uh, we haven't done like a, a deep game discussion on this, in this, do I say channel this network this this thing that is flexible in quite some time so we're hoping to put together um some good Zelda talk now that you've been I mean you destroyed that game and uh you know now that I finally got through it and had time to kind of uh digest it and kind of compose some thoughts so look forward to that in the I would hope the near future we'll get that ironed out and put put together and see if we can invite some friends along the way Oh yeah, I've got what six hundred hours in Breath of the Wild, and at least probably four hundred in Tears of the Kingdom. So, I got I got plenty to talk about, and, and well it's versed. not going to be it's not going to be as biased as some people might think. If you know me, I'm a Zelda fanatic. I would like to talk about you know the the mechanics of the game and sure. stuff like that, rather than just gush about it the whole time. I don't think you're much of a fanboy though. Like I feel like you always have a, a pretty grounded approach and a, a critical way of looking at at things from a, um, a, a, a you know like a multi uh, multiple levels, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so. a I'm an a self diagnosed what empath. 
So naturally I have this, what, you know, what would other people think Mm -hmm. and kind of temper my stuff a little bit because I am thinking about everybody else as well. Sure. Well, now that we've waxed poetic enough, at least about kind of where we're coming from, why you're here, what the hell's going on? Uh, let's, it finally happened. Um, well, first of all, apologies for <laughs> the past couple weeks. Again, went on vacation. Like the Sunday before I was supposed to leave, I was like, oh shit, I didn't edit that episode yet. Or it was like the night before I was supposed to leave. I was like, I didn't edit that, I didn't edit that yet. It was like 9.30, it was like 10 o'clock. And I was like, I don't have the, I just don't have it in me to get up out of bed, go downstairs. So I'm like, it's just, it's just is what it is. So we had the extra break, released the episode. So again, sorry, summer. It happens, right? I mean, we're, we're consistently inconsistent on this podcast. So you're used to that. But, um, last week I, the big four Oh, it happened. I am now 40 and I will say that, um, I think a lot of it was just, I, I got tired of like, I don't think that I was uh, I was dreading it, but just like waiting for it to happen. Right. Like just want to get it over with at that point. And I think my 40th birthday will probably go down as my most memorable in in many, uh, many, 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 many years. Uh, my wife started the day, like, you know, my son and her got up and they exchanged gifts uh, with me. And um <laughs> this is how you know you're old when one of the coolest things you get i got the i I don't know if they're from amazon or what but they're just these salt and pepper shakers that are battery powered grinders (laughs) and it's just and they have like an rgb light too and all you do is tip upside down and they auto they auto grind they're so freaking cool um but that was part of it and then um some indiana jones stuff but um she sent me this video she i don't remember what site it was she did it on her phone and unbeknownst to me, she had reached out to Lucas. Uh, she had gotten Lucas and Jared, two of my, my close friends here, my mom, my dad, uh, my aunts, my grandma, her parents, she and Aiden, they all recorded this, you know, like a birthday message for me in varying lengths. Um, and then, oh, my brothers. And then she'd reached out. She contacted, I think, uh, Lucas and got Kevin's info. And then Kevin sent it around to a bunch of people, too. So I had birthday greetings from sean and and lucas and uh donnie kevin josh and it was um very unexpected and just like you know especially i go through moments where you kind of feel like you're um with with the the grind of of work and family life and just how little i see uh my friend like some of my friends besides uh, those of you that talk to me online on a regular basis I kind of forget like i get i get in these spaces where i feel like this um this isolation, I don't have a lot of like a lot of friends, but like it's moments like that, that, you know, for, I think friendship for a lot of us has changed um, over the years. And just because we don't see people um, doesn't mean they're not our friends. Right. And so it was, it was really great to to um, to get that. And one of them, one of the people she got hold of was one of my high school friends that, you know, we've been um, we've been in contact for for years, but like hadn't hadn't like spoken and a couple of years and then definitely hadn't seen him. So I was like blown away by like that effort. So got to start the day with an ugly cry, which is always, uh, I was going to ask, was it like the scene in interstellar where he's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Especially like my, my mom is like, my parents are, you can tell like they're not great at 
Um, like us, you know, like at least for me, I, I've talked to a camera a lot, so I'm used to this monologuing, this this talking into a screen. Like, but like my parents, they don't do that, right? So I'm like, if, and my dad, like, instead of just doing one video, he sent her like a bunch of like 20, 30 second segments and it was all chopped up and just like, it's just, and then he calls me afterwards. Did you see my video? I was like, yeah, yeah, I saw that. So, <laughs> and just like, he was like, at one point though, he's like, you know, you got a good, you got a good job and it lets you take a vacation. And, you know, pretty soon you're going to have to pay for Aiden's college and then you can pay for a car and then you can put them on your insurance and then your insurance goes cost more. So then you can pay for that. Really? And then maybe another 25 years you can retire. And I was like, oh, thanks, Dad. Great. This is- that was in the video, he said? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He could have just so, called you with that info. <laughs> I know. All right. And so it was, it, was, it was great. And then I get to work and I'm not uh, uh, you know expecting anything. I, well, I knew, take that back. I knew something was happening because when I was at a coworker's desk, I saw like this in, in bo- an email that said something Jason's birthday. And I was like, you know, oh, okay. Avert, avert the eyes. I don't, you know, I didn't want to spoil. So I knew something was happening at work, but so I, I walk in the door and there's a sign first that said like Jason's 40th birthday. And I think it had like a Pac-Man or something on it. And then I, I walk into our office and um, it's like a big, you know, we've got a pretty sprawling space, but um, they started playing super Mario. The super Mario brothers theme came on. And then my face, you know, I've got memes of myself made. My wife had provided pictures. Um, and so my marketing team had made up like 20 variations of different, uh, either, you know, my face photoshopped on various Nintendo characters, star Wars characters, the Avengers, uh, bunch of nerdy stuff, right. With various, um, captions um i i was told a couple days ago i was um i was filling in for a friend a co-worker that wasn't at his desk for some social media posts so they had me do some different facial expressions nope that was that was for some harry potter memes that that got made so um and then everyone was dressed like dressed like me right so everyone had like either like a bunch of video game shirts on or apparently my wardrobe at work now is like the hawaiian shirt um, which I have a few and I wear them and then I'd like to, uh, have some fun with it. So, and then we had some people go the extra mile with like fake, uh, skull caps and beards and to actually try to look like me. So I thought to myself recently, I was like, you know, we've had people dress up like coworkers before for Halloween. I'm like, somebody's going to be me one of these years. Little did I know it was going to be on my birthday. So just like, and for me, I, I'm sure like they were recording me as I was coming in and I'm sure I didn't give the reaction that they were hoping for. Cause I think my natural way of processing something like that is to kind of like withdraw, like kind of withdraw a little bit into myself, but it, like, it's, I think I'm still grappling and coming to terms with like, just how over overwhelmed in a good way that was. But cause I, you think like you don't, um, you know, I don't have a lot of interactions with everyone every day, but then to know like so many people went out of their way to make that day like something special for me, you know, so that's that's like the part of like, wow, I, I do touch the lives of a lot of people and I am important to a lot of people. And um, it, just, it still kind of just like blows me away that they went to all that trouble for me. And then, of course, and then there's that battle of like, well, I'm not that like, why am I that important? You know, and instead of like just letting yourself accept that. Right. So, um, wow, it was, uh, it was really cool. And then we finished up by going to my son's first grade open house, which was an experience experience. And then uh, I watched guardians of the galaxy volume three, finally that night. Cause I didn't know what else 
uh, to do with my time, but, uh, was, was awesome. And like, just made that transition into post 40 life, uh, pretty easy. So, um, coming out of it, here we are. Uh, and then, you know, brings us to today. My son just, uh, survived his first day of first grade. So the morning was rough. Um, like I feel, I feel like that, I don't know when that gets a little easier. I mean, with him, motions are a little higher, you know, it has that, that thresholds a little lower for him, but my wife's like when she, you know, doing the drop off, they line him up upside and everything was like, he was just scared and upset and sad. And then like her natural reaction is like, I have to protect him and like to leave him in that. So it was a lot of emotion and, but sounds like the day, you know, went really great. Um, he says he's really like, he really liked it. Had a great day. Can't wait to go back. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's what we were worried about, right? <clears throat> Going from the half day to full day transition, eating lunch there. It sounds like everything went great. He, I, like, I think what helps him is so in his classroom, the he's in the, their larger school now in Montessori, his there's, uh, I don't know how many three or four, I don't know how many classrooms that are under this model, but he has, he's in first grade and there's also second and third graders in his classroom. Really? So next year he'll be in the same class, but in second grade and then so on. But I think they, I think they pair a third grader. You're assigned, like you're paired specifically with one of the first graders to kind of help them and show them around and get them back in, in like kind of like a buddy system. Right. So that was probably good for him to have one of the older kids to help him out and to model for him. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, no. it's, a, it's a lot of responsibility for a third grader, especially right? the third graders I've seen. I would. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but hopefully it works. And I uh, got to go out in the playground a bunch already, and it sounds like he had a lot of fun. So that's that's good. And I, the best part is, like, my wife now gets that break of after you know drop off at nine, whatever. She doesn't have to pick him up until four. So like her whole day isn't spent entertaining and stressing out about what am I going to do with this kid and everything, having those battles and everything opening 5,000 snacks. Right. So she gets a little reset during the day, much like I do with, with work. So that's um, cool. Yeah. My wife will play fallout 76 when she gets back from dropping her off and plays that all the way up until two thirty. <laughs> She's getting good. You're like, Christy, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, it, and the, the last thing that kind of ties into this, because like want to do something special for the fact that, you know, he did such, you know, brave, did a good, had a good first day. He's been obsessed with this thing for months and has wanted it after he saw it on one of the YouTube channels he watched. Um, it's called Legends of a Kato. OK, like Split Strike. And it is, I think, Moose Toys, I think. Uh, let me see. Uh, Kato, which they make. I don't know. I know. I don't know a whole lot about. um toys anymore but they make some pretty cool stuff like they make this treasure x thing that he really liked that's like like decent quality thing so this this legends of Akato is like i don't know what to compare it to like you essentially there's all these little collectible figures right i i guess you could say it's kind of like bakugan maybe but you've got all these little figures and they're like little tiny action figures right and they click into this uh circular platform and then you have like a it depends on what kind of obviously there's there's starter kits, but then there's more expensive things. But <laughs> the base thing, let's think you've got a plat like let's think of a horizontal platform like on Smash Brothers that's got a, a something that you can spin on one end that makes this character spin like uh, 45 degrees. Right. And when they spin, their arms flail around. 
and you battle the other ones. And if you hit them just right, you'll knock their head back enough and their torsos split open, <laughs> which is called the split strike. So that's uh, the base of it. You battle each other. And then there's like a little, they each have, they all have like um certain amount of health and they do a certain amount of damage. So if you play one way, you can just play, if you get a split strike, whatever, but then you can actually play with the damage and you move the sliders. And so every time you get split open, you take the damage based on and subtract your health and you play until your guy's defeated. Right. And I think you can have like a, a, a squad strike, right. You can have like three fighters in your, on your team right and you swap them out as you want but then as you lose them you know so it's like a little little team battle right but we got them like this fancy one that's got like these it's like an arena so like the the things you move are like locked into place so it's kind of like rock'em sock'em robots in a way where you can move the the platforms that they're on so much but it's got like sound effects and like when you actually do attacks there's sound effects going on and there's an announcer and it's like it's it's a pretty cool fucking toy. So is the is the damage output like uh, based on the character, and then like a digital thing where it knows you? It's hit like it? just a little little notch slider that you just move to oh, keep it's track. Oh, a manual of, thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. but like if you like really like I taught him first. We were just playing until one of them splits open, and then I'm like, okay. And then I taught him like how to do the hip. Oh, so he's like, oh, let's do the. He's all about the health, the health, the hit points, the health, and the damage now. So he likes oh. playing that way. And then you could even like, I guess the advanced rules, there's like um, uh, elemental modifiers. Okay. So based like your character has an elemental modifier and then based on your opponent, you can get bonus damage or resistance. So it's, it's like Pokemon Rock'em Sock'em Robots of the yeah. future. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're pretty cool little figures. And then like you can get, looks like three packs for like 15, 16 bucks. So I think it'd be like a cool little like reward or something that he wants to save his money for. We can always get more figures. And um, we played it for like an hour and a half after school today. So, um, yeah, I just looked them up on Amazon. I want to see one of those little things split open. Yeah, it's 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 a cool design. And they're like pretty cool looking little figures. They have all like wacky little names. We got him this. Uh, it's like this beast strike one. So there's like these two serpents that you fight with as well. So it's kind of cool because you can fight with the serpents and then they split open. And then when that happens, like the whole thing spins around and then your figure comes out. Um, it's, it's pretty well, it's just a cool design and how they, they put it together. And then they even have some that have like um, armor. So you have to hit them just right. And then the armor will go flying off and then you have to fight the, the character or there's some that are like giant sized and it, it's, just it's pretty interesting. It's kind of cool how they thought it out, and you definitely see some uh, some nods to other pop culture characters and in in their design and what they look like. But yeah, all the characters uh, look really colorful and, and and cool. You know, yeah, that's so, awesome. So like at first, like he were, his he had like zero reaction, right? But then after, <laughs> then he was like, then after it hit him, he was like nuts. So he's like, I love this. This is the greatest thing. Oh. It, it it went into bed. It went into the bathroom when we brushed teeth, and it's in his bedroom right now as well. So um, we hit a home run with that. So we'll probably be collecting a bunch of the little figures for now until eternity. So if you have a child, I would say in the ages of six to ten check out a Kato. Um, I'm sure they will love it. And well, that's, uh, that's really been it, man. Just trying to uh, survive at work. I've had some, some wins there, getting some stuff done. And then like, honestly, like the biggest thing is like this day was coming 
and just like I knew my just giving my wife a lot of anxiety and and just waiting for it. And I'm just glad we finally this has come and we've gotten through it. And now we can kind of focus on what's next, right? Because so much of energy and thought was like just preparing to what was going to happen, right? Was he going to have a good day? Is he going to be happy there? Is he going to melt down? What you know? So I feel like we're we're in a good spot right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, I remember him go into the previous school year. It's kind of similar to dropping him off and a lot of friction there. Yeah, that, <clears> first, then, that first week was pretty rough. Yeah, I remember it being rough the whole week. But I guess, you know, experience made it a little bit easier. He kind of knew more or less what he was getting into this time. Yeah, and I think it, it's helpful that um, I think there's only like maybe I think he, I think he might have one kid from his kindy class that's in his classroom now, but he still sees he, a bunch of the other kids he knows. So like there's that familiarity, right. That helps. So, and I, I, I just think it's going to be overall, like it's just going to be better for him, right. To get that break from home and this, that, stru that structure and the routine and that experience. Right. And I think that's just going to help him develop and blossom in other areas that, that that just this is not going to happen being at home with mom and dad, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, as a as a parent, you you definitely think that <clears throat> inherently think that you are the biggest influence on on your child and how they act and respond to things and um, mm -hmm. behave. But it's mostly their experiences out on their own with other people that kind of get, have where they get their own flair from. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they are obviously from a lot of genetics. They have a lot of mannerisms and speaking things and, and habits, but a lot of it comes from just brand new stuff that they've, that doesn't involve the parent, which kind of sucks as the parent. Cause you are like, I want, right. I want you to be this way. Uh, not like that strong of a <clears throat> sentiment, but you know what I mean? Um, sure. So I, Chloe's in fifth grade now. Oh, wow. That's insane. So I think she's just accepted her fate with school at this point. She's just like, yeah, whatever. I get up and go. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't complain about it anymore. And she seems to have a good time. And uh, even throughout the last four years, if she does have one of her friends in her class, it's a lot easier. It's just, we yeah. hope it's one of, one of her cooler friends, not one of the bratty <laughs> friends. You know? Yeah. Not one of the douchey friends. Right? Yeah. So the, I mean, this year we're, she's got one of her good friends in her class and they've already started hanging out more and now they're going to like oh, do nice. gymnastics together. So we're kind of excited to get these other kids that we didn't like so much out of the picture uh, you sure. know, a little bit. So, yeah, I think for me, the weirdest thing is now too, like, like my wife has like this steel trap memory and she remembers so much of her childhood and has distinct like experiences she can recall. And like, I, there's just like, for me, it's like a, you know, it, it feels like the, uh, the peanuts parent talking like there's just like a wah, wah, wah. like everything's kind of like fuzzy when you can kind of is it when i'm remembering or is it just kind of like a mismatch but like first grade like some with like kindergarten but like first grade is like i can distinctly remember some bits and pieces from that so like now that's that first part of like that connection with what he's going through with some of my earliest memories so that's kind <laughs> of a little little surreal you know right. like now like um, I have this person, right? I have this little person and it's just 
just kind of crazy. So it is weird. Yeah. One of my memories from first grade is accidentally beaming somebody in the head with one of those, uh, like the Nerf footballs, but it was like a little <laughs> football and had the big tail on it. So you could launch that thing oh, yeah, like, yeah. really far. Yeah. And the... I just, I mean, I threw, I overthrew it by a lot and just went into a crowd of kids at recess and I got, I got one of them on the head. <laughs> <laughs> but most of the rest of it, I, I don't remember much. Just those those big moments where like, that was a big right. moment for me to, to nail someone in the noggin from that far away. Yeah. I was impressed yeah. with myself. <laughs> Coach would have put me in. We would have won state. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. I'm, that was back when all you had was a game boy and attack of the killer tomatoes to play <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> Kids don't know the struggle now. That's right. Now, now they got everything. Like that's the, the I think we'll probably eventually coin this, the, you know, the instant generation or it's gotta be something because all their entertainment is always immediately accessible. Right. So all the shows, no commercials, everything, everything everywhere now. Yeah. And that's uh definitely why you got to limit some screen time for them, which I know that mm-hmm. know that you do. And that's great. I, we kind of lost the ball on ours a little bit and it's hard to rein them back. You know, they get it upset, is. throw a little tantrum, but Oh yeah. At least they sleep better, you know? Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's definitely sleeps better now because we have window units in her, a window unit air, air conditioner in there because my air conditioner went out for the fourth year in a row. <laughs> what a saga this has been. Uh, yeah. Every, I mean, it's a DIY channel in the, in the discord, but I'm not doing any of that. My why, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to get the landlords to do it, but I'll, I'll definitely figure it out for them. I'll tell them what the problem is. I'll spend time <laughs> diagnosing and telling them exactly what the problem is, but I won't fix it. So yeah, the, the, AC in her room. It, I'm surprised I can't hear it right now because it's, it's just humming, you know, and it, and it's not in there that great. So it's probably yeah. leaning up against the window frame, and then the frequency of the motor running just makes this whole wall sound like it's filled with bees or something. Oh like gosh! And correct me, it, it, Tyler, is that where you're at, or I can't remember what city in Texas? It's uh, Kyle. Kyle, I knew it was a name. I was yeah. close. And it has a Y and an L and an E in it. Very <laughs> close. <laughs> Damn. And I mean, like you guys have been like the summer hasn't been kind. I mean, it's been pretty hot every day, all day. It, yeah, it's been roofless. Like it it rained for the first time since I think May today. And like I took a break off work so I could just go stand outside and, and <laughs> I didn't think it was was going to rain because we have that tropical thing to the south of us right now passing through. Yeah, just enough to the f- south of us to where it's like twenty miles away is like the main outer outer edge where everything from there down is rain. So we just get these little things that come through. But just having a cloudy day was nice because you go outside in this heat and there's not a cloud in the sky. And it's just baking it, and you do that for a hundred days in a row. It just wears down on you. Yeah, that that sounds terrible. So uh, it was eighty three uh, when I took my dog for a walk earlier, which is like ten degrees cooler than it normally is at this time of day. Like it doesn't get. It's still a hundred at eight eight p.m. Basically. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so. 
But I mean, good thing to come out of the air conditioner breaking was they gave us window units and they're pretty energy sufficient. So I'm not, I'm not worried about leaving them on whenever, you know, they're not in the room. I'm not like, Hey, turn that off because they cycle on and off and and they, they're conservative with it. They keep them, you know, down. They don't have it on full blast all the way, but I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you remember me, the uh, the reason why my air conditioner was not working right yes. was because yes. the heating element was erroneously stuck on. <laughs> and there wasn't any way to really tell that. So you just had some of the vents were blowing ice cold air, but then other ones were blowing like 75, 80 degree air. And all of the professionals that came through, they couldn't figure it out until we just eliminated everything one by one, which was expensive for the for the landlord for sure because they had actually replaced under the house there's a you know the air handler just blows straight down and then it goes to two different sides of the house because it's one of those Mm -hmm. modular homes where you see them on the road you'll see half a house you're like what the hell is that (laughs) you know the other (laughs) there's two of them smashed together and then it's got an, an under one so yeah so that was a that was a the, obviously the worst part of that was the huge electric bill because it would right. it's like running your oven for 40 days straight basically right so that's that kind of sucked the uh, yeah the, the bill yeah. part of it but i have a great um support group for that kind of thing you know i'm glad i have my mom and dad uh, even my job gave me couple hundred dollars towards it so oh nice just you know so i was grateful to have that support net of hey i have you know i'm one of those people that a 500 dollars emergency is is kit is gonna be bad you know mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. americans so that and that was that was one of those times but luckily i had enough people to help help chip in there to lessen that blow because that was that was you know a 650 dollar bill insane it was a lot um and then today the the hot water heater or no yesterday the hot water heater went out so we gotta get a new one of those that's that's a good uh there's a pandemic with that around our community between myself kevin somebody else i feel like someone else had a had it go too i I could have swore i think i've heard maybe donnie's went out recently too so i mean it's just Something in the water, I guess, right? If you've been like working on a car, working on something mechanical, and there's like a, a bolt or a nut that you can't get off, and you accidentally round it, and you've just been fighting with it all day, and even if you just like give up for a bit and go try to do something else, that's all you can think about is mm-hmm. I gotta get the. I know I can get it off. I just need to get this tool at the right angle or whatever. So yep. it was hilarious to see my my landlord that the the heating element is stuck in the thing so you can't wrench it out so whoever put it in there before must have been freaking the mountain or something because <clears throat> you just can't get it off but he would he would leave and go to lowe's and come back with a big wrench and then he would leave and He's go like, to lowe's and come back with a bigger wrench <laughs> or like it's, oh my you're not gonna get it man he's like yeah i'm just gonna have to replace the whole thing i'll i'll you know I'll get him to come tomorrow. And then sure enough, like 20 minutes later, he's texting me like, Hey, I found some more wrenches. I'm coming back over. <laughs> so I was like, I was rooting for him. I'm not paying for this whole water heater. I'm going to get this fixed. <laughs> well, I think it was just the whole principle of just one thing that just should unscrew. 
spent mm-hmm. him all day and he still couldn't get it. Like that would kill me. You know, yeah. I would be upset about that. Um, it was like when I was trying to get the, uh, the flame, uh, flame sensor out of my old furnace to, cause like I knew like, well, I didn't know, but based on my based on my YouTubing and, and Googling, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is why the furnace is acting up. And sure enough, like, but it was just a pain in the ass. There was no good way to get to it. Right. And I'm like, I was like using a, a torque wrench and a ratchet. And then like, I could move it like maybe just enough to get it to click once. And then you have to reset and then you get it to go. But once it's so like you're moving the screw like the tiniest fraction of a uh, this bolt you know like the tiniest fraction of time but I, I actually if i remember right i don't think i could even no i didn't have enough um access to even get it with uh if i could have used a ratchet that would be perfect but i think i was just using a uh um a standard wrench and just and i barely could had enough surface area to get a hole it was just, it was a pain but oh, that's no. all you need to know it's a pain and eventually after hours and struggles you know you got it out of there but uh yeah, the guy was supposed to come back and install it, but he gave himself an out whenever he was telling me he was going to go get one. He was like, I'm going to go get one, but might have to go to like, he tried to sell me a, a mobile home hot water heater place because it <laughs> was like they just have a place that just sells hot water heaters just for mobile homes. You can't, I guess you can't go to Lowe's and get one. So I was, I was like, whatever, man. You know, he was basically telling me, I, I'm probably not going to come back today. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's right. It was three o'clock. I was like, that's fine. So, I mean, I took a cold shower. It really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, Could have been worse for sure. Yeah. I mean, probably the water just naturally sitting there is probably you got all the residual heat. Right. I remember well, I didn't try. I didn't even try when we had no. When ours went out, I don't remember. Did I? Oh, I did. Uh, I think eventually I broke down and just did like a cold washcloth type thing but i remember um the first one the some of my coworkers when we lived together one of our the water heater went out my my buddy that i lived with owned the owned the house right so we just didn't have time for him to i think it was like it took it like two days before i think his dad came in and they just put another one in whatever but um we had i like the one morning i was like oh i gotta take a shower before work and that was like I was in there for like two seconds. I was like, nope, can't do it. I guess I'm pretty sure it was like winter. So like winter and, and in Michigan and a cold shower doesn't, uh, doesn't add up. Really. Yeah, no, the, there's a, there's a three foot by six foot panel on the outside of the house. And you remove that and the hot water heaters right there. So it's basically outside just in a little mm. thing. So whenever the, uh, Whenever the guy left, he he just kind of propped it up there, and I moved it out of the way because this this side of the house gets sun all all day, so the sun was just beating on it. So I I let that happen. So I was it was basically room temperature water, you know. I let it was naturally heated water. I went all natural yeah. on it, <clears throat> no electricity off the grid style. Oh man, you're a man of the land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got some an opportunity to put to put a tiny home on a, on a piece of land out here. We'll talk about that one day. Cause I, I, I got to get into which ones are good ones and what the, what the, you know, you know, use is for them. My wife would do that. If I was serious and I told her I wanted to do it, she'd be all for it in a heartbeat. But then I think she, I, I don't think she realizes how little, like my son and my, 
myself and my son would be like on top of her all the time. Like there's mm-hmm. just, <laughs> there's, you're not going to have, there's no, there's, there's no, uh, there's, there's just not, there's not, you're not, there's no, there's no buffer. Didn't right? you have vacation so, at a tiny home once? We, yeah, we did a, gosh, it was our first, it was an anniversary trip or it was like our first, uh, I think it was our first, uh, anniversary after we had our son or the second year he was, he was little, but yeah, it was in a tiny little tiny house in, uh, Traverse city. Yeah. I don't know. There's some, there is something cool about it. You know, I, I think it, there's one thing if you're in an area where you can enjoy the outside as well. Um, and so you have that as, you know, extended living space for you. But if you're in a climate that doesn't, uh, doesn't, uh, accommodate that, then that's a little different. Yeah. Well, they have a, you know, you can do like an Airbnb for them in the, in the, in the wilderness somewhere around here by a lake, but it's like $210 a night. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's like a tiny home. It, it, it's like four or five of them in, in the, in the woods together. So you have neighbors that are kind of close. Uh, and like, I would, I would do it just to get the gist of yeah. what it is and, and see how, you know, how it's designed. Cause I think that's cool. I think that part of it is really cool. Putting everything that you need in the small sure. space. It's kind of like animal crossing. kind of, you know. <laughs> like I want to have yeah. a dining room table and chairs over here, but I only have eight squares to put stuff in. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Right. Basically like I think that. I think you did all that happy home designer. All right. So, uh, the only other thing I got going on is me and my little brother are making a space opera synth wave band what yeah so he's they have like characters they wear funny outfits that they bought they bought like you know hoods and wigs and different outfits so they're like and and then the uh the other guy mark he's doing animations in blender which are really good but they're like big space fights and we're like a an underground music is outlawed but we're like, oh yeah, we're like I'm rebels who still play music, and uh, we dr- drive around space in like a, a tricked out minivan, you know, from the eighties, <laughs> and it's something, you know, something cool on the outside. He's got a kinda whole like story, kind of like spaceballs. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to write the music because you you you, you don't want to sound like something that's already been written, but sure. you, you basically have to. You know, yeah. that's what's going to make it good. If it's something that sounds like something you've heard before, then it's probably good and you should just use it instead of being like, oh, I can't use that. It's already been used. Right. You know, right. So getting past that, it's kind of hard. But then the other part of it is trying to sh- not shoehorn, but put all of the uh, the aesthetics and the theme and the concept into the songs, too. So we'd be writing a song and then we just like have to stop. And they're like, okay, it needs to sound more like a space opera right here. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so it like stops the whole production. Then we start thinking about just what the music's supposed to be instead of just like, just write a song, get it out of the way so we can get better at writing songs, you know? Right. So, uh, yeah, I've put a couple of my tunes, I guess, in the, in the Discord as I've gone along my journey of getting synths for logic pro i got like a yeah. arturia synth a, a 
June 6 synth and then a bunch of plugins for Logic and there's so many knobs and dials and all that kind of stuff. It's super fun to play around with, but yeah, landing on a single noise whenever you have an <laughs> infinite amount of noises, you yeah. got to spend like two weeks just pressing every just, button basically yeah. before you're like, okay, I'm, I'm over that. I just want to hear this, you know, mellow piano, basic, basic bitch, mellow piano sounds probably going to work fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that, uh, you may or may not have put a theme song together for one Mr. Kevin Austin. Yeah. Kevin asked me for, for something. And, uh, uh, he, he gave it, well, I asked him for, you know, the feeling that he was going for. And, uh, I ran with that and I think, I think I nailed I it. I haven't heard it, but, uh, I'll wait until he's ready to present it. But I think that's awesome that he did. Yeah. I, I was one of my better things. Cause I had, a whatever he was asking me for was not as vague as, space opera concept <laughs> and it and it only needed to be what 10 or 15 seconds long so yeah, that was yeah, that, that was actually that a good stepping stone for me to just make something it sounded like i wanted it to sound like and it fit what the person that wanted it sure what they were expecting and i you know if i put headphones on i'm like oh i did a cool job with the panning on this you know nobody's ever gonna <laughs> notice it but it's like, i really liked i did that is, is it uh yeah i i don't I never, you know, we never recorded much back in when I was really active with music. You know, we have some, maybe some recordings from some live stuff, but never, I, I, I don't think I could, I don't think I could listen to anything I've ever, ever created. Cause I much like this stuff too. I'd be over, overly critical, but, um, uh, there's something, um, you know, I, I still remember when I had to do um, I had like a music and technology course forever, forever ago. And then that was probably very, uh, very rudimentary by today's standards. Right. I don't, I don't remember what we I don't think we use. Did we use Fruity Loops? I can't remember what we were even using for software, but, um, you know, very much. uh I think that I had to do like a commercial and I, I, I still wish, I wish we had it because I, I took like a drum. I had to, we had to, part of it. We had to take a track, take some sort of music track and uh, cut it up and repurpose it and make it sound, make it your own. Right. So I took a drum track and, and cut it up and rearranged the, the hi-hat and the snare and the bass and, and to make that. Oh, that's one thing I'm um, terrible at, man. Whew. It's yeah, it's not, it's not easy. And then I took, I'm pretty sure I, I just took a, a baseline that I liked from a, an OC remix, like song and cover, and then just uh, played that myself. And then, but it, you know, it was just, it, it was cool to like that, the whole, like that act of like layering, layering down like different, you know, different uh, tracks and different instruments. But um, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't say I, I, I excel at it. So definitely kudos to you for being able to like, you know, find something like that you're passionate about, but then like you're obviously um, have some talent for it as well. Uh, well, yeah, my family is, is musically talented. Other people in my family more so than me because I, uh, they have more time for it. And it was my dad's part of his job when he was younger, he was a preacher and wrote all the mm -hmm. music so and did revivals this, it's oh, my, wow. this might okay. be like a down south thing but you know you lay out 
a bunch of sawdust and chairs and put up a stage with a Hammond B3 organ on it and a, and a microphone and just, you know, hit a, a striking chord and start screaming about something and get people riled <laughs> up. So, <clears throat> but he, it, it, that really teaches you, you know, this chord into this chord builds this kind of feeling. So if he was trying to get them amped up, you know, hit like a, se- a seven chord or, freak him out, hit a diminished chord or something, you know what I mean? (laughs) So he he figured all that from there. And then uh, my late older brother was just incredible musician, uh, drummer specifically, but he could pick up and play it just anything. So uh, that not being on the table anymore, me and my little brother had to find something else to do that doesn't involve a human drummer because we like, you know, we don't want another drummer right now. Maybe one, you know, one day. So, mm-hmm. and the the electronic drums, Bo, my little brother, he's good at it. Somehow, he can. He's got better hardware than I do, so he can plot out the drums. And then in synthwave music, the drums are the same thing over and over again. They don't yeah. really get you know too crazy. And he just downloaded a bunch of uh, samples of drum fills, so he'll play the basic beat and then just play a drum fill and then go into the next part and it sounds great but if i was trying to do it i would you know he's probably not thinking it is as great as as i do you know what i mean he's probably like yeah whatever i'm like i can't do any drums i don't have the ear for it (laughs) and i mean that's the thing too like i i yeah the drums are all yeah whatever and uh and synth it's all like let's face it there's there's one star of the show right so drums are very much kind of like the the afterthought i'd say yeah, I'd say so. That's awesome, though. I, I'm I'm very interested to. I can't think. Say I I know what uh, space opera is going to sound like, so I'm interested to see how that comes together. Yeah, I mean, me too. I've <laughs> <laughs> I don't get a lot of time over there, so I get little glimpses into it, and I kind of noodle on on the guitar, trying to find a good spot because it's hard to put an analog into this huge this huge digital space with all these risers and synth drums and all that where you know it has to work with a guitar right otherwise right. it should just shape, stay like it is you know without mm-hmm. the guitar because it, it would clash with it too much so trying to find that right spot to put a, a nice guitar bend in a little lick and then that's it you know so i'm like if i'm gonna do this live with you guys i'm just gonna come up on the stage for like 10 seconds and play one lick and then bust <laughs> off you know but i mean i'll do that i'll be like a yeah, recurring character you know yeah, right? I'll, I'll dress up as something and just bust out a, a guitar thing for 30 seconds and then walk off and be done <laughs> be great. i love it yeah so that's uh, that's all i've been up to recently uh Hopefully the hopefully well you at least got the AC. I mean that that's one thing, but then yeah, hopefully we get the water get the water situation righted righted soon. Um, boy, yeah, as we come through, I feel like um, I've had this urge, right? Like I, it was great, like Tears of the Kingdom, like right, kind of like hit at the great time where I was like struggling with what to play, and then like fell into that game and loved like the, the digesting the digesting of it and the experience of playing that. And then quickly discover, like, when I did roll the credits, like, then, the, like, the emptiness that's left in its wake, mm, right? Like, yeah. there's nothing that, like, can match that experience. And um, I remember I, I put a poll up on my, my social, and I was like, 
gave some options like what should i play now because i don't know and i think i put you know i was like i should finish metroid so i put like prime metroid prime remastered up there <laughs> i wanted to play the return to monkey island game put that up there and then i put xenoblade up there and, and xeno was the one that won i was like oh yeah i should go back and finish playing xenoblade chronicles 3 and i just spent a couple it's been like a week or two and i haven't uh haven't done it yet <laughs> haven't done it yet um i've took my i took my switch on all my vacations uh i did play it on the one but the other like the other two it it, it just just sat there right didn't even uh never even got it out so it's like i, I don't know it's like a, that weird like gaming gaming's a little bit of a forced forced thing it feels like still so uh maybe sea of stars will be the next thing but i i do want to again i do want to play xeno but so for me it's been watching and reading have, have been the, the big things again and um, I've started reading uh, Billion Dollar Loser, which is uh, about Adam Newman, who is the founder, one of the co-founders of WeWork and like the downfall of that com- that company and everything. And like they still do exist, not to the evaluation or the the acclaim or six potential success of of you know a few years ago. But uh, again, if that's my my thing, right? Of startups and tech journeys and failure and success, right? So like to continue that but we uh before that i finished a book and i started it during my one of my vacations and finished it it's called i i was not familiar with it i can't remember if it it was either through goodreads i discovered it or through like one of my library's apps and it was like a i just searched i, I finally it's like okay i need a break right I, I i've done a lot of of non-fiction tech i need i need some just more and like leisure reading so I, it was like a horror. It was like a suggested horror novel. So it's called Summer of Night. Uh, I guess I should probably do proper credit here and look up the author. It is part of a, I think it is part of a trilogy, which I wasn't like too keen on. But luckily, like the second book takes place like 30 or 40 years after the first book. So I was like, oh, okay. Don't, don't feel like I have to read it. So uh, Dan Simon, uh, Dan Simmons, excuse me, is the author. It was written in 1990. It was published in 91. Um and it's very, very much influenced in the vein of like it, like I would say very similar, like that coming set in the fifties coming of age of this group of kids. They're like, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. Um, and there's like this supernatural force in their, their town in Illinois that they're, that they're discovering and having to overcome. And, um, it takes a while to like paint that picture of what exactly they're facing um, and it, I feel like towards the end, it really kind of gets going a bit more than the, the beginning and it's like 600 pages. So it's a bit of a, bit of a read, but, um, I found the, like the, 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 the story was, was cool. And it was something I hadn't, um, hadn't kind of run in, into before. First I was like, Oh no, is this like a vampire thing? What's going on? I was like, I hope it's not. And it was cool. Like how it kind of builds and he kind of introduced you to the characters and like their situations. And it was it felt very familiar, right? But also um, uh, different enough that I, I, I enjoyed it. So um, it was pretty cool. And, um, you know, beyond that, I, I'm just going to get all of mine out of the way, I guess, here. Um, you know, Guardian, I don't really want, you know, Kevin, I think, did a great justice speaking about Guardians of the Galaxy when he watched that. I watched it. I enjoyed it. Uh, that's all I'll say there. I uh, felt like a neat way to wrap up that that story, right? But um, the Netflix has, like, does some good things with documentaries and they have uh Johnny football on there and, you know, got to talk about your, your pride of Texas A&M. Right. So 
Um, what a I, I, I remember like when that was playing out and you're, you're just thinking about, boy, he had every opportunity and he just pissed it away and, and partied and, you know, through this just self-destructed. Right. And you can probably say that, that, yeah, that's still warranted, but like also now like coming back at it and, and thinking of seeing more of his side and what he went through. It's like, shit, I guess I would have been pissed off and not give a shit too. If I'm like, I'm, playing at high level the university is making millions of dollars off of me and i get nothing for it you know and that's just like something with you know we're still in a weird place with college athletics and what that what that does but i mean just like what we've seen with conferences realigning signing these massive television broadcasting deals that are bringing in millions of dollars and now at least i mean we're at the point where athletes can what they can work, they can now can re- receive like what, uh, and they can do endorsements and they can receive like direct money now from, from boosters. But like, still like your, your, your likeness is in video games is on, on merchandise, your jerseys, all this stuff. And you know, it's a weird, a weird situation. Right. So, um, so it, like it was, the, <clears throat> the college owns their likeness and image at, at that point, basically. Right. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, not, uh, I didn't, yeah. I'm not the best, the most versed at it, but yeah, like the NCAA had all these rules and regulations about, you know, what a lot of, because they're students, right. And they're not, uh, they're not professionals. And this is why they shouldn't be like the, like the pre, I don't know how many uh, presidents of NCAA, at least the NCAA athletics have been come and gone since like this was made. But like the guy that, that they have on in this documentary seems like a doucher <laughs> and was like, as long as I'm president, you know, and da, da, da. So yeah, I think it's they just don't even they're not even allowed to enter into that so any any sort of realm of of um like what is it? I don't even know yeah because I think yeah I would think the NCAA owns all the the rights to that much like you know the if you want to have a professional NFL players you know you have to strike a deal with the the players association and then you know and all the com- the rights and the compensations and everything goes goes along with that but. Um, yeah, I, I just interesting to see where he's kind of come and how he reflects on that and like to see where he's at, like a better place in life and happy and living. But they also like, I distinctly remember one of the part he like, I think he lives out in Arizona now, but there's this part he's there and like they're grilling and he's got friends over and I'm assuming they're all in in their mid thirties like he is. And they're like shotgunning high noons. And I'm like, okay, so we're not quite, we're not quite (laughs) we've grown up a little bit, but we're not quite all the way there. Okay. I got it. So interesting watching that. And then watching, you know, like finishing watching the uh, quarterback on Netflix, like profiling um, Patrick Mahomes and, and those other NFL quarterbacks and like their, their lifestyles and what they've gone through. And then someone else is kind of, kind of fascinating, but very, uh, very interesting. So I wonder how this uh, thing with the New York jets is it then that, then that where you're yeah they're doing the hard yeah they have hard knocks right now and i i, I as much as i i had never watched i always wanted to right and and of course i did never never did and then the lions last year i was like oh i'm all in and i watched and it's just really cool to see that inside look of the players and everything and uh the whole aaron Rodgers of course side of it has me intrigued but then i haven't I haven't watched it but. definitely intri- intriguing that's the right word for it 
I'm not a I'm not yeah. a fan of his, but I'm not not no. a fan of his. I've Just seen like, that shooting grin decimate my team <laughs> way too many seasons, so I, I can't can't. I, I wish nothing but mediocrity for the rest of his career. We'll see how it goes on the Jets. Yeah, I I don't know why they're doing. Well, I guess I guess if they were going to pick a team, that that would be the most entertaining team to see a little show. Yeah, about, and I, I feel guess. like. They they had a shot with playoffs last year, so I think getting some uh, you know uh, an upgrade at the quarterback position, I think they'll be um, they'll be right there. But um, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Who knows what's going to happen this year in the NFL? I don't know. Don't uh, just you know we're gonna use our bet on our sport, but not if you play the sport, right? We're gonna we get all the advertising money from the sports betting, but our players are sure as hell better not be sports betting. Yeah, I saw some video, some some college athlete in a in a bar who was betting just play, a playful, you know, um, he was at, at the visiting team state and at a bar yeah. or something. He's like, I'm going to, you know, I play for this college hockey team or I don't know what it was, <clears throat> but he's, he's like, I bet you a hundred dollars I'll beat your team. And then the the young ladies recording him. And he and like after he says, "All right, we'll make a hundred dollar bet." And they shake hands. He look, he doesn't look at the camera, but he he just says, "Don't record this because I'm not supposed to do that." <laughs> you can't even just make a friendly bet with somebody at the bar right. that you're going to do something it's for a hundred bucks. Like, give me a break. Yeah, it's a little too I'm, strict. They sh- I, I know yeah. they're just kids and they can't just let them go wild. But if they get a man, if you allow them to like get a, a manager or whatever, then it could, you can at least have that middleman take some of their money. Well, so they're they going to fix them. They're going to start fixing the, the, the game. Uh, uh, Tom, they're going to start fixing the game. I wouldn't be. It's always fun to cons- conspiracize that. Is that a word to that? The refs in the, sure. that the NFL refs are, are in the, in the betting game. And, and what I, if, what I if mean, those ridiculous, NBA, right? What so. if those ridiculous calls that you see where you're just holding your head, like how in the world did that call get made and then upheld? What you know mm-hmm. it makes you, it, it just makes you wonder. We're just talking. We're just asking questions. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know if I think for a minute, but it's fun to entertain the idea that it's all yeah. right for sure. Make their little stories, but uh, well, for for me, you'll if I if I continue on the show for several episodes, then you'll probably get a good idea of the kind of content movie wise <laughs> that I'm into. <clears throat> So the the newest thing I have on this list is actually the the show that's on Peacock called Superstore, which has a the Office Parks and Rec kind of vibe to it. Yeah, I was just looking for something simple, nothing you know, nothing too political or or wild or anything, and something yeah, I could enjoy. Right? Not like a, a I don't want story arcs and character development too much of it. I just want you know some fun jokes, and this mm-hmm. one I can't, I honestly think it kind of delivered for me what i was looking for i got some genuinely good laughs out of it but i'm not i'm a very stoic person so i don't laugh very often so for me to get a chuckle out of it probably pretty funny it's usually the same character i I don't know if you've ever seen the show but the manager his name is glenn and he's just a goofy white guy he's just like really he's kind of like michael scott but just you know, a little whinier and and dumber, I guess. Like yeah, yeah. dumber out front. So he's he's just really funny, and he's 
you know, got a good heart and is, and is outgoing and, and accepting, but he also has like this whole Jesus thing with him. <laughs> but there's a, a, the assistant manager is like a hard ass girl and she's like always shutting him down. Like, don't read out, don't read the Bible. Don't <clears throat> talk about Jesus. So like every time he gets oh, into no. it, she's like, no, can't do that. And it's always funny. It's, it's lighthearted. Like it's not like a huge political statement or anything like that, but it's fun. I've, enough, I've always heard you know? good things about it. I, I just never, never watched it. So, uh, on, on YouTube, they have, I have YouTube premium cause I hate ads. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. so they actually have some pretty good movies on there for free. And I think it's only because I have YouTube premium, but one of, sure. uh, one of them is nothing but trouble. If you remember this movie with oh, Chevy chase, Dan Aykroyd and Demi Moore and probably one or two. Uh, it had Tupac Shakur in it for a second there, which wow. was interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, it was, it's had been a lot. I always remember scenes from the movie, but I never knew what it was. I just remember Dan Aykroyd with a, a grotesque. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, the movie was a flop, but it, it for its time and like the kind of comedy movies that were coming out that time, it was kind of outrageous, but the set design and the costumes where I thought was like, this looked like it cost a lot of money to make because they just went all out and Dan Aykroyd directed it. And I think he wrote it and everything like that and played in it two characters. And I just thought it was, I thought it was good. And it's also fun to look at stuff from the eighties, like the way that Demi's, more her hair is and the, and the dresses oh, yeah. and then the, oh, yeah. the, the, uh, comic relief type characters are just over the top, uh, foreign people from Brazil or something <laughs> like that. And they just won't stop talking. And, uh, so that was, that was really fun to watch. It, it's kind of like, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre a little bit, but without the, the murder, right? I mean, it's a little more uh, slapsticky. Yeah, yeah. There was, it was, there was a little bit of murder. They put, oh the, yeah, they put, they put the the wasn't it, was it the, the bone the grinder bone, or something the, like the that, bone remover or something like that. Yeah, it was just a conveyor belt that bone went through stripper a bunch of or something, yeah, like that. something like that, and it just spit your bones out on the other side. That's so funny that like, I never would have like thought about this movie or remembered it ever again. But now as soon as you have me look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've seen like stars or something, right? Would show this all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, I've watched it a bunch. Uh, an- another one in that vein, but not popular at all. This was more like a made for TV movie. If you, uh, it's called Assassin from 1986. And I'm not going to talk about this long because it's, it's a bad movie. But those are the kind of those are the kind of things say, that I'm on. I'm into. I mean, if you, it's got Robert Conrad in it. If you know who that is, that's back when I guess it was. You could have just like a middle aged doughy white guy that was kind of pudgy be like an FBI hero, you know. And he really just doesn't do anything. Kind of like Steven Seagal now, where he just kind of like doesn't really do much. But it must have had must have been a star or a well-known person because the oh you know, is pretty terrible. Uh, have you seen the VHS box art? I think that might be what I'm looking at. Where it's like half of his face is mechanical and the other half isn't. Yeah, and it's like assassin with like crappy like Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. graphics terminate with extreme prejudice starring Robert Conrad. <laughs> There's funny oh things about those movies is like 
there's really nothing going on in the movie. <laughs> like a lot of it's like sitting around and talking and then there'll be like 30, 45 seconds of them fighting the robot, but then he gets away and they just repeat that. And there's no, I don't know. I What was this? I'm getting vibes. What was that crappy Terminator knockoff we watched? Rotor. Yeah, that's kind of like that. that. Yeah. 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 I'm getting those vibes (laughs) from this. Uh, But it has Jonathan Banks in there from Better Call Saul (laughs) and Breaking Bad fame. And he is exactly what I expected to be. And and after seeing him in in this movie, I was like, I bet I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff because this version of him, the really young version, looks familiar to me. So I'm willing to bet if I went through his IMDb, I'd see a bunch of movies from the 80s and early 90s that he looks like that and plays with the same character that he does in this assassin movie, which is the serious, grumbly-voiced guy directing people to do stuff, you know? (laughs) Right. So what's uh, what's the best? So I'm guessing the one with Antonio Banderas is still the best assassin movie. I... Better than Assassin's the Assassin's Creed movie, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like now. I see how you come up with all the the watch along material. Really, but now, like I, I, I just by googling Assassin, right, and I'm just looking through the images. I, I think I found some other gems. Uh, some other assassins to watch. Ninja, the Protector. Oh, that's nineteen eighty six. Watch like the the cover art is like a ninja with like this mini crossbow, and then there's two ninjas on motorcycles with katanas and wow. machine guns. I mean, that sounds almost as epic as Miami Connection. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Ninja Strike Force, which I think has uh, Charles Bronson in it. At least that looks like him in the cover art. He's got like a super Han Solo pistol. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I love that stuff. So, yeah, it's usually what I'm wa- going to watch. And if, if I have something interesting to say about it, I'll try to remember. But I usually just watch them and, and giggle at the scenes where they're just sitting around doing nothing and the, the facial expressions and stuff like that, where it's like, it's not very good, but I like it because no. they were, they were trying. That's what, well, I, that's what I enjoy about it. I've got good news. Ninja, the protector, the full movie is on, is on YouTube. I, I think really, Maybe. uh, no, this is definitely, no, that's a Kung Fu movie. That's not the right one. Never mind. But what, uh, the, the good movie that I watched, was Point Break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. I I don't think I've ever watched it start to finish. Terrible, terrible admission. Well, I I haven't seen the, I I don't think I have ever seen the movie before. I have seen bits and pieces of it and I know what it's about, but I never watched it. I think it was one where like I probably saw it on TV when I was a kid and my parents were like, don't watch it. It's, they say bad words or something like that. So I just was like, I'll just never watch it then. But uh, it's got that, the girl actor that was in tank girl and in the army now Mm, who was probably very uh probably was like um the first heart throb for a bunch of young young boys i would think because because she was in a bunch of movies during that time she was just seemed like she was in everything for a minute there uh, and I, I recognized her. I was like, I haven't seen this girl in a long time. I miss her voice. I loved her voice, the way that she talks and is kind of like raspy, mm-hmm. kind of got that going on. But the movie itself was really cool. 
and the ending i really liked the ending whenever i mean it's spoil a 30 year old movie but (laughs) the guy he's trying to catch patrick swayze wants to ride one last big wave in australia before he gets taken into custody by the fbi and like it's a wave so big like he's not coming back from it so keanu reeves Mm. lets him go you know he's he's got him yeah. handcuffed and he's like bro just let me ride this one last wave and Connery's <laughs> like he's like yeah you're gonna die anyway so just go ahead and do it and then he, <laughs> and then he throws his badge into the sea and walks away it was just a really good movie all around with like the different tropes they just that that was the best those tropes were ever done i guess i just remember the scene where he shoots the pistol up you know up yeah like, ah! yeah <laughs> yeah i mean look at the cast though patrick swayze keanu reeves gary, gary Busey, Busey. Mm-hmm. uh larry Lori petty which you mentioned john c mcginley from scrubs fame yeah um he played he was a uh, anthony anthony kiedis is apparently in this movie yeah he's like um he's a a surfer he's a toxic surfer so he's like he's with a little group of of other surfers who are doing illegal stuff they're like doing something with meth or something like that but they're they're the first group of surfers that they think are the the ex-presidents but he's like he's really jacked and buff and tan like you wouldn't really recognize him uh when you saw him i i when i saw him i was like that looks like him and i looked it up it's like sure enough he plays just a wild drug addict surfer it's <laughs> <laughs> crazy um they, they remade this didn't they uh, i think so yeah 2016 or 20 i think that's right i mean what's 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 is nothing sacred what's next roadhouse uh, oh it uh, yeah actually oh shit um that one's got what uh conor mcgregor is in that one oh gosh yeah so th- that's going to be something. It's Conor McGregor and somebody else. I, c- I can tell you it was. All right. Well, the ve- the very last thing I have is I went to this place called Top Golf, where it's like a, sh- a, oh, a golfing yeah, yeah. range, and they have like targets you can hit, and it's more like yeah. a game rather than practice your swing, you know. And they have like cool games you can play, like point like system, arcade golf. Yeah, but like real life arcade golf. And that just got me itching to play a golf game. So I got the PGA 2023 that is free for PlayStation Plus users. Oh, nice. Okay. And I couldn't, I wanted to, I, I got that game because I was, I'm tired of using the the method where you just hit A and then you hit A again. And then mm-hmm. when the gauge comes down, you hit A again. And then there's like very small things you can do, like add a spin or, or whatever. And then it's it's especially the what i'll get to in a second the mario golf the recent mario golf game i wanted something that was more realistic like i'd have to read a green and hit it at the right spot and try to get a kick off of it and though but just a little more realistic but once it once my controller didn't work right for it i kind of was just so mad that i uninstalled it i was like if i if i'm just gonna do the the press a three times thing i might as well play the mario game that i have right Mario's yeah. something, Mario Golf Super something, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, it's now I'm wanting to reinstall the the PGA game so that 
I can play a game that has real courses and not like <laughs> bullet bills hitting me, whatever is going on. I mean, there's some cool challenge stuff that you can do in there, but it's still very shallow. And honestly, yeah. I think that the difficulty ramps up really fast in in the Mario Golf game. Yeah, like, I feel like they I feel like they really if if you, you got to go like have your one realistic course, you know, sure. But then like they didn't get like weird enough. Right. Like it, like in terms of, well, I, I don't have a huge experience with the series anymore. Most of my, my game play comes from the, the 3ds um, version, which is probably the best one in, in recent, but like, I want to play, I want to feel like I'm playing golf in the mushroom kingdom. Right. Not just like a normal golf course with some couple of toadstools on the side. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, this one, like I said, the, the courses, like the very first one is your plain regular looking golf course, but then the, like the next one has got tornadoes through it. Yeah. So they've added a bunch of courses since the last time I played it, but every single one was like, oh, you're underwater in the lava or something, you know, just like something crazy. And I was like, I wish they would have just added more regular courses. But then even if they did that, the the mechanics of the golf are so shallow that they wouldn't be fun. You would, I mean, right. literally just birdie every hole because it's so easy to play. Mm-hmm. But once you put it on, you know, a pro, what they call one of the pro courses where there's a bunch of hazards, then it's like you're not even playing golf anymore, kind of. It's more right. like putt-putt in, instead. Right. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that whenever I install this PGA Tour game, I, I get over the, the using the the button three times to swing and just get what I want out of the atmosphere, the, the announcers, the golf claps and, you know, the different real life courses. And I'm assuming they have real players, you know, real pro golfers that you can play as, and they have different stats and it's not like, Oh, you're donkey Kong. You smash it. You're Mario. You're normal. Right. I'm hoping it's a little more nuanced and that they have like a, a progression thing with like a story, maybe, uh, cause I beat the story on the Mario thing and I didn't, I didn't, I don't even remember doing that when I booted it up today. It was like, you're going to start before the final battle. I'm like final battle with who, what happened? I don't, I don't even remember it. if I finished it. I remember doing like the, wasn't there like some dragon or some shit you golfed against and you had to like fight a dragon with the golf clubs and the, I don't, I do re- recall that this was a King. But, it said King Bobomb. Yeah. But oh, at God, the same yeah. time, I'm getting a, a little dose of Mario voice acting uh, in me because I'm I'm a little sentimental about Charles Martinet. He's a, yeah, he's a national I, treasure, and I've always yeah. thought him as a person, like in his appearances and his social medias and his little videos and interviews. Mm-hmm. What a freaking delight, man. I just want to give him a big hug. Yeah, he's like been, uh, you know, ambassador of the brand and the, the character for so long. And like, I mean, as long as I can you know, I didn't come back to the Nintendo fold like super recently. But I mean, still, like, as long as I can remember, Charles Martin, you know, Martinet has been that the voice of it. I love like I saw speculation people like time. What if they just troll everyone and now Chris Pratt's going to be? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be funny just because I like silly stuff. But I, I don't I don't think with this IP that would be I don't think that would be uh, the route to go. No. Correct. No. So. So yeah, I'm hoping uh, to get some more games in soon, but I'm I'm golfing is the only thing I got. I 
golfing and bowling for some reason i'm like i want to play a game that does those two sports but they're hard to find a good one for some reason i don't know you know um i not that it's great but i i i we did as a family we tried to play uh the switch sports and uh we did the golf which was kind of fun and then i played the online like they, they the, like the golf is the like a elimination based just like the um, bowling was so it's like you know you play three holes and you have to get lowest scores move on and it, it's it's kind of I mean, it's not great but it's fun you know it's it's like, like online competitive with strangers type yeah brackets oh see you you like that kind of stuff it was so quick though. Like you do, do three holes and like you, hopefully you birdie them and then you move on, right? But the bowling, just like the bowling, it's like you know you had uh, I don't remember how many people now, and then it's like uh, last man standing bowling, you know, just kind of weird. I hear the the skill shots that they have in the bowling is pretty fun. Like they have like ramps and blocks. And yeah, that. like the last time I don't remember that, and then I was playing it. Not that I I was ever did that great at bowling. I think I've won like a couple times, but yeah, all of a sudden like there was like obstacles moving ramps and shit i was like what is going on was it was it the it was the bowling like intuitive with the uh as good as the wii remote or um i think it 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 can be but i think also like if you get the right um you get the right motion going on too you can kind of like i I, you can muscle memory it basically yeah and you can do sort of like you can get the the preferred right like throw consistently but it's it's cool though how you can like with the motion and everything how you can get the you can get the hooks and everything going so do, 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 I haven't played it enough unfortunately but let's like you know those are like things we we expected to be home like give-ins and kind of home runs on Switch and the kind of lesser experiences right like with golf and then the Switch sports and then what else uh, I mean not that I think that the strikers or or the tennis wherever I mean. Mario Tennis said there's some nostalgia factor for me. Like the 64 tennis was awesome, but I never really played many of the games after that. But it feels like the the one on Switch didn't uh, wasn't wasn't so great. Well, they all have that Mario Kart aspect to it that makes it great for you know family game night or casual mm-hmm. play where everybody can can get a bullet bill and get you know you know basically, <clears throat> which is it's great for kids. But if you're a, a hardcore gamer, then you just you know you're just like whatever. Right, right, right. Well, if you play with my son, that's all you get are bill of bills, and that makes uh, makes for an interesting experience. That sounds. You haven't you haven't raced Mario Kart until you've played Mario Kart with only bullet bills and blue oh, shells. Oh, that's right. They have custom ones now. I gotta try that. Yeah, you, that's a new hell you'll discover. It's, <laughs> it's it's something, especially when you're in first place and you only get a blue shell. And you have no choice but to throw the blue shell, so you hit yourself with your blue shell. It's great great that's 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 a, a new level of strategy you gotta take into it <laughs> into account you do those. because you're like oh, i'm gonna get hit so i'll throw my blue shell now and then i have an invincibility frame so yep well that's all i got going for games but i hope i hope i get into some more games soon man for sure yeah i feel like we all kind of go through those cycles right where you just kind of fall out of it and then you get you get into it again and you, you find something that you kind of fall in love with so um i'm sure that that'll come along i'm still toying around with the idea of maybe eventually getting a steam deck but i know i feel like if as soon as i do like someone's gonna like there's another version that's gonna come out or something or i'm just gonna constantly regret it or then i'm like should i just save the money for switch next year i don't know yeah, the, the, and 
refurbished <sighs> ones keep going out of stock every time I look. Yeah, that'd be the route I think now. I oh, go yeah. get a refurb and get the smallest one and just upgrade the storage. So that is what I might just do. Uh Mr. Tom Master Tom Servo, thank Ooh, you. I like that. Thank you for hanging out with me and uh being here and allowing me to do this show with all these people that support us, like those operators and awesomeness, Tyler Allen, Tom Servo. Look at you're on this list. Brendan Meyer, Skinny Matt, and we still got that Crusader of the Legion, Edwin Callow. I promise you, people, uh, you, you Patreon faithful, we haven't forgot about you, and we're looking for ways to spice up that um, that that gravy train uh, in the near future. So stay tuned. Um, I, you know, September this fall, I, you know, some coming soon. We've got some major some shift up, some shakeup coming to the, the this here podcast land, and I, I hope. Hope you enjoy it, and I hope we hope we can deliver on all those things as 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 we hope to do. And as I am contractually obligated, playing this out tonight, we do have an overclock remix coming from OCRemix.org. Uh, this is from Legend of Zelda: The Minish Cap. It's called "Dark Waters" by Gaspode. Uh, ranges the music of one song, "The Temple of Droplets." Uh, Minish Cap. If you haven't played it, it is on Switch Online. You can play it there. Uh, 2004 Nintendo on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, you know, I got, I started it, and I probably will restart it again on on the Switch. It's gonna be easier to play it there than on my <clears throat> enhanced 3DS. But Ooh. there you go. I uh, hope you find, like, enjoy this remix. And of course, you can find it and many, many more at ocremix.org. Behalf of Tom Servo, on behalf of me, Kevin Lucas. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll we'll do this again real soon. And I hope you come back for the journey. Good night, farewell, goodbye, all those things. Night. Thanks for having me.
Thank you.